This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door, including my favourite, the Quarter Pounder with cheese. Mmm. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Muck Delivery, so the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello everybody and welcome to episode 36 of the Stacey West podcast hosted as we've been uh, referred to in one of our recent reviews as Poacher and Partridge which I was quite impressed with I, I really I had to have a chuckle at that one. So, uh, yeah, I'm Ben. Um, I presume I'm po- uh, Partridge in that situation. And I'm joined by Gary. How are you doing? Aha! <laughs> I'm uh, I'm not too good, mate, actually. It's not been a great week. Um, I'm down to my last half pint of Cherry Pepsi Max, and uh, we were only promoted to League One and didn't win the title, so it's been a bit of a downer, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's... Um... It's a word that's been used kind of quite a bit over the past few days, but the word anti-climax has been uh, has been bandied around social media quite a lot, and also on the uh, you know on, on the radio as well. Um, nah, bollocks to that. We're League One. Absolutely. I'm not going to. I'm not going to have anti-climax. I'm not going to have any sort of negative start to this whatsoever. We're League One. The last time Lincoln City were in League One, as some bouncy, <coughs> agitated woman from Sky told us on a video, Google wasn't even invented, so it wasn't really worth living, was it? No, absolutely. You, could, you know, how would you be, how would you find? Uh, well, let me see. I was what twelve. How did I find pictures of boobs when I was twelve? Well, I found them uh, under my dad's mattress. <laughs> I think I found them in the in my dad's. Uh, like, I think he had a calendar in his workshop, um, <laughs> which was from one of his. Supply- anyway, we're going into that too much. Um, just, just, yeah. just did you see the video that the girl from Sky did? By the way. I did. I did. Yeah. I, did, I found out why she's blocked me. You know, she. I was already blocked. I mean, now half of Lincoln have joined me, um, but I was hmm. blocked before the video. And it turns out she did a video on Forest Green when they were first promoted, um, yeah. and I laid into her about them not being sustainable and green. So I'm assuming I got blocked then. So I'm quite proud of that. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, it was a bit. Of a, it was a bit of a cringeworthy video, wasn't it? Really. Well, it, all it was, I mean, I, I felt a little bit for it because I think Jane um, 
Church Chamberlain, who's a listener, Churchill Chamberlain. Mm-hmm. I don't want to get that wrong. Um, lovely mm-hmm. woman, of course, big fan of ours, and we, as of her, I think she'd called her a witch on Twitter, which was which was a little bit harsh because I think if if Layla Ann Lee had been one of the witches in my uh, childhood fairy tale books, I would have wanted to be a wizard when I grew up, um, or I would probably <laughs> have been building myself a house out of gingerbread and hope she moved in. Um, but it was just typical um, exploitative, I'm here for the party. And, you know, as our players who have worked for three years to get to this pinnacle of coming out on the field, they've got some woman bouncing up in their face going, do you know you promoted? And then running down the tunnel to try and get the um, champagne, like bloody Zebedee on speed. And it's just like, calm down, woman. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's our party, not yours. So Yeah. And it, I mean, the thing was, it, it didn't really didn't really spark into life like a massive party did it it was uh it was one of those where everyone sort of we all sort of knew where we were we knew that we were promoted but nobody wanted to confirm it and nobody wanted to go yeah by the way lads we'll be playing league one football next season and then by the time it did come over it, it was I mean the ground was a little bit empty but I mean it was just it was that moment when Alan said oh ladies and gentlemen I've got some news Lincoln City are promoted to League One. It was just, it, it was a huge, like, just outpouring from the people that were there. It was, oh, it was brilliant. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, I don't want to be arrogant, but I didn't know. And it was quite funny because I moved to the end of, um, I went to the toilet on 90 minutes because I knew that if everything stayed the same, we were promoted and I don't handle the stress very well. So I got myself off to the toilet, came back and then sat at the end of the row because I didn't want to disturb the boys who sit on the row that I was on. And my old man thought we were leaving early. So he's like, are we off? Are we off then? Leaning across these people. It's like, no, dad, why would we leave? Well, you know, hmm. get away, get away with the traffic. And it's like, brilliant. So my dad's not great at maths. Um, and then when the final <laughs> whistle went and everyone started streaming out, you could tell the ones who weren't great at maths and the ones that were. And I think, um, I might be wrong, but I think some people have said that on the radio, they were saying a win was all that would send us up and a draw wouldn't be good enough. And, all I knew was that if MK Dons, I think, had scored and drawn their game, I think that would have meant that we technically weren't up. I think if they'd drawn mm. their game, it would have still been up in the air. But yeah, I was pretty sure. And as people were walking past, I was going, we're promoted. And they're going, oh, we? And I'm like, let's just wait and see, shall we? Just so I didn't look like a complete <laughs> knobhead. Um, but at the end of the day, people say it's an anti-climax because we didn't get the big roar at the final whistle and everyone go on the field. Um but it still meant the same. It was still it, it wasn't a it wasn't a memory in the conventional sense like uh, like the Macclesfield game, but it was one of those mm. where, like you said, you'll always remember when Alan Long got on those things, and ladies and gentlemen, and at that point you knew, and it grew in the base of your spine and crept up. And even though we've known in reality since the MK Dons game, hearing it mm. made it ten times better, didn't it? Oh, absolutely. It was. Uh, I mean, it, it's been. I'm sure some of you can still hear it sort of in, in my voice, but it's it's been a week of, of just, I mean, illness for both of us, really, hasn't it? I think you've been, you, you tried to accuse me on Saturday as uh, as I as I caught you as you were snacking on your KFC. You tried to accuse me that of, uh, of spreading whatever I had. I was like, how can we do that, Gary? We record the podcast remotely. Computer virus. Um, yes, there we go. Computer viruses, you see. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's just been it's been a horrendous week um, all round, and it, it was that moment when you know we, we got to we've 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 done it, we've reached the promised land for for this season. You know, it's it's just ah oh, magic, absolutely magic. 
but the, the the thing that I did, the thing that I really did like, um, and it made me just think, yeah, this this train's not stopping for a while, was the first thing that Danny said, was you know we're one league away from league uh, from the championship now. Yeah, look at Luton. They've they've gone from they were still in League Two last year at this time, and they can confirm Championship football in the next two weeks. Hmm. And I'm not saying we're going to do that, but yeah. last time when we went up, I remember it quite clearly. We we were kind of forced up, almost like a splinter coming to the surface in your hand, in that it was it was more a, a fight to stay down than it was to go up. Um, and I think hmm. you know even some of the legends that we talk about from that time, the likes of Grant Brown, I think would even admit that. Yeah, perhaps that season, we we were the Wickham of of last year, in that we were the side that nobody wanted to play, that were organised, tough, had a game plan, weren't always pretty. Everyone hated playing us, everyone hated us, and we went up, and that's what Wickham did. And Wickham's first yeah. aim this season wasn't Championship football when they went into League One. Their first aim was finish fifth from bottom, and that's you know that that's that's reality. And I think when we went up, our aim in 98 was finished fifth from bottom and to be fair we actually made a fairly good fist in it we were outclassed at times but there were other games I seem to remember an early season game where we played Preston at home and lost 4-3 it's just like bloody hell if we can defend we'd be decent and then as the season wore on we used we were dominating matches and then losing 2-0 because we couldn't hit a cow's ass with a banjo up front because we were still going with with the greatest respect Tony Battersby wasn't fantastic Colin outside wasn't fantastic and, and, and we struggled. And this time when we're going to go up, that's not going to be the case. Um, and mm. no, Danny will say we want to finish as high as we can. The first aim is to avoid relegation because it's played right back into his hands of underdog. And that's when Danny and Nicky Cowley thrive, is being the underdog, is not rolling out the excuses, but saying we, we, we haven't got the same budget to compete at the top, so we'll have to use all the other games. It's the reason we got to the FA Cup quarterfinal, and it's the reason that we'll finish top of the bottom half next season at the very least. Mm. Yeah, I, I've just got... Um, I don't want to say I've got no expectations for next season because that's not... That's really not what... It just sounds a bit, you know almost defeatist when you say, oh, I've not got any expectations, we're there, that's the thing that matters. But, I mean, it kind of is, um, in a way. But, I mean, we'll... Let me, tell, let me tell you this quickly, right? I think that next year we'll go a long way in the Czech Trade Trophy again. Because I think Danny mm. always wants to make sure that there is some positivity coming from the ground. I think it's the reason we won it last year was because... It wasn't a side issue to the playoff. It was something that we focused on as much as getting in the playoffs. This year we didn't. It's why we brought a youth team coach on when we'd got first teamers on the bench because we knew that it's top three. Next year there's going to be periods of the season where we lose two or three on the bounce or we go four or five without a win because that's going to be the nature when you're playing Ipswich, Bolton, potentially Sunderland, Portsmouth, Charlton, big teams. But Danny will always want that. He's a winner and he knows winning breeds winning. So if we go into the EFL trophy group stages and we're playing against arguably Rochdale reserves or we're playing against Notts County's second string if they stay up, he'll play stronger sides to get through to give us something still to cling to in the last stages of the season. And I, th- I, I believe it's a, a tactic that he's used all the time. And, you know, in, the, in the first season, we thought he wanted to win everything that he was given. Do you know what I mean? If he tossed a coin and he lost, he'd demand a rematch. He was that crazy on it. But this season, 
when we played a reserve team at Blackburn and when we played youth team players or youth team coaches at Accrington, you knew what the exact focus was, FA Cup and League. Next year, that'll dilute again. Mm. Yeah, it's. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Hey, Charlie, wouldn't be surprised if uh, if that... Yeah, now you've said that, it makes a lot of sense, actually. But uh, should we talk about the match? Which one's that? Well, the one from Saturday. I mean, it was... The first half was... Hey, Charlie, again. Um, it The first half was all right, wasn't it? It was, you know... I, I don't think we had uh, too much to complain about in that first half. Um, and then second half, I don't know. Did, did we just take a foot off the pedal and... It just something didn't seem to click in the second half on Saturday for me. What about yourself? I just thought Cheltenham were a decent side. I thought they were well organised. I thought they were a centre forward short of a, a top ten place this season. And probably had Luke Varney been playing, they might have offered a little bit more threat. They sat very deep. They aimed to hit us on the break. I think their header was their first effort on target. Um, went in, unfortunately. I think it was an element of nerves, possibly, in our second half performance. A feeling that, well, we've got the goal and, you know, there's an awful lot riding on it. Um, I thought, yeah, first off, I thought we played well. don't think we were scintillating, but I thought we were functional. And let's face it, functionality is what's is what's going to win us the title this year. Um, but, you know, the home matches, when, when we say we've struggled, I don't like saying that because... We have because we're going to win the league, and so we haven't really struggled with home or away matches, have we? We've won more than most, um, mm. but I think at home we find it tougher to break teams down when teams come and defend against us, and it's why we'll do better next season. Uh, when I say better, we won't because we won't win the title, but it's why we will be perceived to do better at home is because teams will come and want to attack us, the likes of Sunderland and Charlton or whoever. They're not going to come to Sinsel Bank and play with two banks of four players. They're going to come and play their normal attacking football and that plays into our hands. When there's space behind, Harry Anderson, Bruno Andrade can exploit it. When we go and go up quick to John Akindi and he's got space to run into, that's when he's at his most dangerous. When he's got his back to goal with four defenders behind him, it's very, very hard for him to turn and use his pace to get in the channels. It's sometimes hard because he's got two on his back. Same reason that Reedy looked ineffective for periods last season as well. Um, and I think that was just a symptom of that that we saw on Saturday. I think Cheltenham didn't want to come and just be the footnote. They didn't want to be the the opponent um, like we were for them when they won the National League. And unfortunately, mm. a draw wasn't good enough to stop that for them. So that's all they were. Yeah, I, I, that's fair. I think uh, yeah, I didn't want to dis, uh, you know disrespect Cheltenham at all when I said that I thought we weren't we didn't have a great second half. I just think it it seemed to peter out a little bit. And like you say, they were, they were organized. They knew what they were doing. Um, I think their lad took their goal fairly well. It was a decent header. Um, and yeah, it, it seemed to catch uh, Matt Jokes by surprise a little bit, but um lot, lot of surprise from their lads that Lloyd didn't start the game. Um, I was very surprised that Ryan Broome didn't. Whether that was, again, a symptom of the tactic or not, I don't know. I think Michael mm. Duff will do all right with them next year. I think that they'll probably have a top 10 challenge. I think that they're a couple of players off a um, a playoff place. But when you consider the start that they had when they lost Mo Issa, they sacked Gary Johnson. Um, they had a lot of recovery to do. And the fact that they're not sat in the bottom six or seven gasping for points is is testament to... Um, the ability that Duff has as a manager. And bear in mind that they are one of the poorer sides in the division as well. It's not like they've got a lot of money. That Mo Issa money wasn't spread around and used to build a squad. It you know it, it filled gaps elsewhere. So fair play to Cheltenham. 
yeah, no, it was uh, it was a decent uh, decent performance from them. Um, but ultimately, it was all about that final whistle and that you know that those scenes afterwards. Um, everyone just yeah, it was so strange. It was the most bizarre way to have a promotion confirmed, I think, and it it did bring me back a little bit to to that uh, you know in, in ninety eight when we were waiting for. Was it Torquay's result to come through? Torquay and Leighton Orient. I think Orient. Yeah. Or was it Orient had to beat Torquay? Torquay were third. And I think then you, it, had, yeah. you had the transistor radios. And I, I remember the game because I turned up with my dad and um, a cousin of mine, Mark Knowles, who ironically lives in Carlisle now. Um hmm. And uh, and they were both leathered, and they were trying to pinch people's seats, and were being generally quite. Yeah, it, it, it was an interesting time, and we ended up all standing in the aisles of the co-op stand, which obviously you'd never mm. get away with now. But we were four or five deep at the back, and I remember people with. Uh, I, when I say transistor radios, I feel like I'm a little bit um, sixty or seventy years old rather than forty. <laughs> but people were there with their little radios in their ears, and all of a sudden, someone would be like, "Orient have scored because it's on Sports Report." And I remember the chant going round one nil to the Orient, and then uh, yeah. I'm sure they scored again. I'm sure it finished two nil or finished two one. Torquay pulled one back late on, and it was yeah, it was all quite interesting. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it was just waiting for the. Well, I think they said on the radio it was you know they weren't waiting for the results to come through. They were just waiting on the maths to be done. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe we need to get them on the on the old. Uh, STEM courses over the over the summer and, and get some maths uh, maths lessons in, but I'll let you tell Danny and Nikki that, shall I? No, I'll, I'll be all right. I'm only messing. I'm only messing. Please don't <laughs> hurt me. Um, yeah, um, I think uh, in terms of the the games, obviously we've got a game um, either tomorrow or today. On when you're listening to this, um, it depends if I can get it all sorted out tonight. Hoping I might be able to. But Good Friday, we're off to Carlisle. We could wrap the title up. We could wrap the title up by not really doing anything, but a win and we're guaranteed the title. Now, this is another one where we've essentially known it for a while now, haven't we? Um, you've said before, it's, it's one of those that we've we've definitely had eyes on it for, for long enough. Um, and it's, it's just, I don't know, it... it it almost feels like we're just sort of there going, come on, yep, we'll confirm it tomorrow. It'll be good. It'll be good. It'll be good. Come on. And then, sure enough, this time tomorrow, hopefully, we will be champions of League Two. We'll be a Football League Championship winning side. It's not bad, is it? I think you probably have to wait till Easter Monday, if I'm honest. There is, there is a part of me that would really like to see everything happen on Monday. Um, I think it's purely selfish um, because it's been, we've been known for a while uh, in, in the house that tomorrow is going to be the only game that we were going to miss um, for a while till the end of the season. So I was, uh, yeah, I was, I was a bit, not paranoid as such, but I just wanted to kind of say, right, if we're going to win the league, I want to do it at Central Bank. And I know that's really selfish and it's going to potentially be a long trip for a lot of people if we don't get the championship tomorrow um, for us, to, you know, for, to not get that result that we need. But I'd, I really want us to do it on Monday. I 
I really do. I think is that wrong of me? Well, I think it's greedy because I think if you actually look back through history, um, at the moment, virtually every recent promotion or relegation that we've suffered has been done has been completed at Sinsel Bank. Even mm. uh, matches to confirm playoffs have been completed at Sinsel Bank, I believe, as well. I think in '98, the game that confirmed that we were going to be in the playoffs was a draw at Darlington when Dennis Bailey scored late on. Um, but that was kind of then trumped by the fact we got automatic promotion um, uh, against Brighton. So I think you'd have to go back somewhere like Fulham '83 when we were last in the lap of the gods and failed to do it, and it was decided that we weren't going up. Um, so I get your point. I think Danny would like mm. to win it away from home because of our away form and fair play. I also think mm. travelling away from home in, in huge numbers is is quite tribal. And I think to take something in somebody else's ground creates more of a memory than at Sinsel Bank. I know that, that sounds bad, but you know we... You know, there was the memory from Saturday, there was Macclesfield, there was all, all those fantastic memories that we managed to to foster over the years at Sinsel Bank. It's nice just to have something for somewhere else, you know, say, oh, we did this at Carlisle. Um, it'll be interesting. My friend uh, Pete Summers, who's a long-time listener of the blog, thinks that we could lose all four of our matches between now and the end of the season and still be named champions. Yeah, I mean, it's it's... It's a possibility. Um, and like I say, I think if we we could lose tomorrow and still be crowned champions, I believe. Yeah. Uh, is that right, is it? Let's have a look. So uh, we are 10 points clear at the moment and there are 12 to play for. So if Berry were to lose tomorrow and we were to lose tomorrow, there would be 10 points with nine to play for. However, if Mansfield were to win, so Mansfield would also need to lose... MK Dons were to win, it would go down to goal difference. So if Berry and Mansfield were both to lose tomorrow, yeah, by the looks of things, we could still lose. Um, but of course, we're, we're saying all of this, and, and people might be listening to this after the Carlisle game, so it, you know, it could all be pointless conjecture. We don't, want to spend, point, yeah. we don't want to spend too long on it, do we? Otherwise, people would be turning off the uh, podcast. <laughs> um, so, I mean, predictions for tomorrow? I think uh, I think we'll we'll draw one all. Okay, I uh, I think I'm probably I, I'm tempted to agree with you on that one. I think uh, just again purely from that sort of the, the the selfish personal point of view of of wanting to, I just want it at Central Bank again. But I, how about yeah. this then? I I predict Tranmere beat us on Easter Monday. <sighs> Ooh. Every season that we've been a success that I've known, somebody's done the double over us. National League year, it was Barrow, home and away. G on Vauxhall Conference, it was Kettering, home and away. There's always somebody that upsets the apple cart, somebody that you look at and go, how the flip and fill have they managed to do the double over us this season? And I think Tranmere are on something of a roll. So I, I wouldn't be... When I say I think it'll happen, let me rephrase that. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. I'm also right. okay. I'm also glad that we have already drawn with Carlisle because I don't believe that when you play a league team twice in the league and once in the cup that you beat them all three times, no matter how good you are. And Northampton proved that with the draw in the league after we'd beaten them at their place and in the FA Cup. Yeah, it's a fair shout. I think... Um... 
yeah, I, I think it's going to be uh, it'll be a tough game tomorrow. And as for uh, as for Monday, sorry, I keep just keep thinking, oh, Saturday, Saturday. It's always a Saturday, but it's not. You know, Monday. That's going to be. I mean, there'll be a party atmosphere regardless, won't there? Because I think there'll be so many people that won't have stuck around on uh, on Saturday, and then there'll be quite enough, there'll be enough of them there to make it a decent atmosphere and a good old party all the way from the from the first whistle so yeah it's, it's um, going to be tough Tranmere a decent side bear in mind the last time we won a football league title 1975-76 we lost away at Tranmere and drew at home and it was one of the only games that I think we failed to win at home I think we were fairly special at Central Bank that season um mm-hmm. but I just I think they, they've got to come and have a go and that'll make it I hope a decent game of football but you know, let's let's hope James Norwood gets sent off tomorrow because you take Norwood out of the team, they may as well play with five men. Yeah. Yeah, so obviously he's the danger man. Um and uh I, I don't know. I, I think it's gonna be I think the atmosphere will just be phenomenal on Monday and hopefully I say hopefully, um we will get something from it and we'll uh we'll be Will we be presented with the trophy on Friday, on Monday, or is that going to be a last game of the season job, do you think? Well, it depends if we've won it, first of all, doesn't it? Um, well, yeah, obviously. If we win it <laughs> a Good Friday, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. I think it's always presented on the last home game of the season. Um, right. Which I sincerely hope so, because I'm actually in the box on Monday. Um, courtesy oh, okay. of running in mainly, it, it was a great, when, when Chris asked me, it was a great opportunity for me to uh, allow my dad to take Mo. Um, his partner to the game with my ticket and for me to take fee and, and you know, for all, all of us to share together in the uh, in the celebrations. And if it was presented, I, I wouldn't want to see the pre- presentation of a trophy from behind glass. So I'm, I'm hoping that it will be the last game against Colchester. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah, I mean, let's be honest. It is it is a case of when rather than if at this point, isn't it? I hope so. Well, we've been saying it for a while, but it was all MK Dons. I, I keep going back to it. At the beginning of the season, we pointed at the MK Dons game, went, that'll be crucial. It looks tasty. We went there. We won 2-0. From that point on, I've not had a single sleepless night that hasn't been connected to um, Tramadol or a sore throat. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, I've had, I've had several connected to uh, a bit of a cough and a cold, but uh, yeah, it's... Um, it's oh. I don't know. It, there's just something about when when you say it, it's like Lincoln City are on the verge of a football league title. Oh, it just feels good, doesn't it? First time in our lifetime. Yeah. You know, yeah. these these moments happen once in a lifetime and we've now had three in three years. So they don't happen once in a lifetime. But you get my point that, you know, I, yeah. I, I remember winning the title, uh, the GMBC in 1988. I was a young kid. You were probably not born, which sickens me. Um, I was two. Yeah, well, there we go. So you probably don't remember it. And um, so from then on, we've won nothing. And I've still loved this football club. And for us to be so close to winning at something that you know that in 20, 30, 40, 50 years time, people are going to look back and go, well, we won Division 4, League 2 that year. And we'd, we'd done, we'd been to Wembley the year before. And you know that people are going to look back at this and go, that was the golden era. People are going to talk about Danny and Nicky Cowley, like they talk about Graham Taylor. And you know, when you mm. talk about great managers for Lincoln City and people that achieved, you, you talk Keith Alexander and you talk Colin Murphy and they're legends. They are legends who will never, ever be forgotten by this football club. But right now, in terms mm-hmm. of achievement, 
Danny and Nikki Cowley have trumped those two men. They have trumped Graham Taylor. Taylor won the Division 4 and he broke points records. I get that. But when you look at the, the records that we hold at the minute, I think we've gone the longest of all teams in the Football League um, scoring uh, fail, without failing to score. With failing That's score, correct. sorry. I think we're the, on the longest unbeaten run. I think we're on the longest unbeaten home run. I think we're on the joint longest unbeaten away run or something like that. Records are falling. You know, we've, we've, whether we get more points than, ever, than than 104 or whatever, that's you know, we're not going to do that now. But if you win the title, it's just a it's just a very very special time. And people, when you think back to the like to October, or you think back to when we drew two two at Oldham, and there was that explosion, the outpouring of anger about that it wasn't mm. good enough and we couldn't beat ten men. And right now, right now, we're on the cusp of the greatest three years in Lincoln City's history. It's phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. It gets me excited. It gets me worked up, Ben. If I'm honest, it gets me a little bit aroused. (laughs) Oh, dear. I mean, we may not have got 20 semis, but I think Gary's on one at the minute. (laughs) There we go. I had to get a joke in there somewhere. Oh, Um, was that what it was? Sorry. (laughs) Cheeky bastard. Fucking hell. Um, Yeah, I I just think you've you've hit the nail on the head. And the... um, the open letter that you wrote on the blog. Um, I'll be honest, I had a little bit of a cry when I read that because it there was something that um, it just hit a nerve and it really did because it's uh, personal reasons, as, as I've sort of mentioned yeah. on the podcast before, you know, there's, there's, um, there's people that aren't going to be able to see this and they're, you know, they're not going to be able to, um, they're no longer here, and they won't be able to appreciate what's happening to this club. But um, I'm I'm just so glad that what's happening at the moment is is being felt by so many people. And you can sit there and you can talk about, oh, you're a plastic fan because you just come in when it's when it's successful. But who cares? Like, who cares if that's when they come in? I I'm I I would take what's happening at the minute over anything else because this is just it's magic it's it's sparked um it sparked something personally in me um you know I've I've been quite open about struggles that I've had with with my mental health and it's there's something that hit me the other day and I just thought you know what it it sounds weird but this football club has has helped me to be able to feel again not just you know not just feel happy about stuff but you know feel upset about things because that's one of the things when you you start really digging into a lot of the issues that you can have when you suffer from you know anxiety and depression and stuff um is that you just don't feel anything for anything at all but this club has has really helped me to to get back to that point where I'm able to to feel upset about things to feel angry about things to feel happy about things you know and it's there's so many people that have, have shared that story as well and said that they're in the same boat and they're able to to kind of you know feel as well and it's just it's just a wonderful time to be a fan of this football club and uh i, I just want to echo your thoughts on that on that you know on that letter that you you penned to the the staff if you haven't read it by the way do go on the on the on the site and read it because it's just i mean it's it's perfect it really is thank you, know you for, thank you for, thank you ben for that um not just for the kind words but also because you know you you're able to be quite honest, I think, from your own point of view as well. And all I would say um, is that 
there are a lot of people um, who would have loved to have seen this club do what they're doing now, who can't be with us to share it. But I would like to think that somewhere they are actually watching on and, and they were probably watching on in 76 and have enjoyed it once and will just be pleased that a whole generation of Lincoln fans are getting to experience that all over again. It's certainly what I would hope. Mm. So, but anyway, I mean, one one positive um, or another positive to come out of everything at the moment is the uh, the announcement recently of Netlam ladies becoming Lincoln City ladies or Lincoln City women. So we've got Beth Pritchard with us now. Um, Beth, tell us a little bit about yourself and why you're on the show. Um, well, I guess I'm on the show because um, I'm the Netlam ladies, soon to be Lincoln City women media officer. Um, and I, I, I'm just really interested in um, women's football media and the, hoping to um, gain a bit more publicity for the team this season. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, so obviously, I mean, it, it's quite big news for Lincoln City fans. Obviously, Lincoln City ladies of old um, were very, very successful, um, climbed through the divisions, I believe, got to the FA Cup semi-final or final. I can't remember which one now. That's incredibly bad of me. Uh, and then was stolen away in merciless circumstances uh, by the kiddie catcher, Ray True. Um, but now, obviously, with Netland being rebranded, what does this mean for, for the girls and for the club as a whole, in your view? Well, I think for the players, um, it means a lot because a lot of them grew up at the Lincoln Centre of Excellence. So um, they grew up around Lincoln City. It'll be nice to see them do the full circle and be back in their red and white and a lot of the players and staff support Lincoln so it'll mean a lot to be part of the club that they support but also um it'll be a lot it'll be important for the club to grow as well um Ooh. growth of the club um and it will allow it to be a lot easier to push for promotion and draw players because there's only so much you can do when you're traveling to Birmingham with a squad of 12 cool. people okay. so everyone else is at work so Beth, how um, how have the girls coped after the promotion of last year, um, and how have they sort of managed to settle in this year? Around last season, and because of that, there wasn't much media coverage um, in general. I didn't know much about them, so I can't say I've seen a difference in the way they've played or the attitude to the game or anything. But obviously, they've done well to finish mid-table mm. in their first season in the National League. Um, when you're playing teams like Wolves and West Brom, you you expect those big teams to have the edge um so to see them sitting mid-table and having beaten a fair few number of teams I think that's a great way to start in the this um league wonderful yeah I mean it's obviously it is quite an interesting mm. league I seem to think Burton Albion were in there as well and there was was it a resounding 3-0 win against Burton a couple of weeks ago so yeah that's quite impressive I mean so who are the next season who are the key players that Imps fans should be on the lookout for well, I would have said Olivia Clark in goal because she um, she often makes the Wales squad, but I think she's leaving us for uni this summer. Um, but then Kelsey, who's been playing in goal when she's been training with Wales, um, doesn't normally play in goal, but I think she's probably had the same number, if not more, clean sheets than Liv. So uh, she's probably one to watch. And also uh, Abby Morrell, it's our top goal scorer, uh, doesn't get to play all the time because of work, but I think she's probably got more goals than appearances at this point. Um, a few of them are going off to uni, so, which I think is the problem with having such a young team. So I think the summer will be all change and maybe it's too early to say who the ones to watch will be. Fair enough. And um, I mean, would you say, uh, I mean, how would you encourage, uh, you know, IMPS fans to, to get behind women's football, not necessarily just with Lincoln City ladies, but 
kind of on the whole in the city? Well, I think uh, this year there's been record attendances in women's football around Europe. I think it was Atletico Madrid. They had almost 50,000 at one of their games, which is more than their record attendance for their men's game. So, um, wow. but yeah, we, we've seen elsewhere that there can be a huge attendance. But in the UK, like the Women's Super League, they get about 2,000 max. Um, so it would be nice to see more at league games in England. And I'm not saying that we're at the same level as Super Leagues, not expecting to draw that many, but it would be nice to get a few more fans than we currently have. And I think Imps fans have shown their dedication. If we can get a couple of thousand to an away game on a Tuesday night, I think we could get a couple of hundred down to Ashby Avenue on a Sunday afternoon. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with you. And I think in the previous guys, certainly I I watched um, well over, I think, a thousand and a half um, play when the City Ladies played Oldham, I think, one night. Um, so I, th- I think that there is a hunger there. And I think with the women's game growing, as it has done since we last had a, a representative team, I think that the um, the crowds can certainly grow. I mean, just aside from um, the Lincoln ladies team, what, does, what do you think this means for ladies football or girls football as a whole within the city, not just for the for them, but for the likes of, of Moorlands and Highcombe and, and teams like that as well? I think this can only be positive for all of the teams, not just um, Nettleham. Um, I think there were some other teams that probably weren't thrilled that Nettleham have sort of moved into Lincoln when they're more um, local. And I know I saw a tweet on Sunday after the County Cup final with someone who worked for Moreland said something like, Football's not moving into Lincoln. It's been here all along. Women's football, that is. Um, But I think the draw, I think with more publicity for women's football from the Lincoln City point of view, it would also just bring more attention to the other women's teams. So I think maybe not all new women's football fans will come to Lincoln City. I think maybe Morelands and Highcombe will benefit from that as well. And they are doing well in their leagues. It's just a few leagues lower than... Um, Nestle currently are but I think yeah all round this will have a positive effect wonderful on them. well thank you very much for your time Beth we uh, we won't keep you any longer because we understand that you're revising for your dissertation um, but hopefully we can get you on again once the season gets underway yeah it'd be great thanks for having me no worries thank you so thank you very much Beth for the insight there into Lincoln City ladies um, if you do get a chance to go see them next season when they are you know under the under the new umbrella do go because I'm sure it'll be it'll be fantastic. Well, um, do you know what? I actually went quite a bit as Netland last year um, because I was doing a City United, wasn't I? I was covering it, mm. uh, and I, I went and watched them a few times. It was also helpful because my mum lives in Netland, so I was able to go watch the football and then get a free feed afterwards, which was which was <laughs> cracking. I uh, didn't uh, not so much on a Sunday because a roasts can be a bit iffy. How many slices of gravy do you want and all that sort of thing. Um, <laughs> But no, no, you know, uh, she mentioned Abby Morrill there, uh, plays mm. up front, and she she was she's a decent centre forward. Uh, there's a lass I liked in the midfield called Katie Thornley, who um, I don't think she's going to uni. I think she's actually a post post woman or something like that. But she was quite good. She had a bit of the Harry Anderson about her um, in that you know she would get her head down, she'd run at you. She was bullish and strong. Um, she scored a goal, I think, against Liverpool Feds in the FA Cup second round, which. Was was the equivalent maybe of Boston United getting to the FA Cup second round in in men's terms last year? They did a f- fantastic job under uh, Chris Hamilton, uh, and I think it's worth mentioning Chris. He left at the end of last year. He was the manager, and he left and went to manage Barnsley Ladies, who will be, I believe, a level above Lincoln next year. 
Uh, he's former Sterling Albion player as well. Um, nice guy, very focused, doing his UEFA badges. And I think that he put them in the division that they're in now. And then Richard Cooper, the former Lincoln player, has obviously continued that fantastic run. So um, hopefully we can we can have some success from the girls in red and white. And I'll certainly we'll certainly get down to watch a couple of games and we'll do some coverage, whether it's on the pod or, or certainly on the site. So, yeah, it's exciting times. Absolutely. But, uh, another thing that's exciting um, is next week we will have a special podcast that will be recorded. Do you want to announce it or do you want me to? Go on, you announce it. Okay. Uh, we are going to have a very special podcast next week uh, that is going to be recorded live at the uh, EPC. The EPC? So, um... Oh, I thought it was. I thought we were going to the Early Learning Centre. <laughs> Uh, I mean, I can get you a spam. You know, I can get you one of those sandpits that's shaped like a big turtle if you want, Gary. <laughs> I could do one. Something, something for the dog to go in. I could just bury it and not pick it up. <laughs> um, yes, we're going to be going to the uh, to the Elite Performance Center next week for the tra- uh, for the podcast. Um, massive thank you to Liam Scully for for um, organising this for us and, and allowing us to uh, to kind of head along and, and just. Uh, I mean talk about stuff i guess i don't really know 100 percent um what's gonna what's gonna happen when we're there i know we're gonna probably have a, a look round because i've yet i've not been there yet and i'm i'm really looking forward to it i've been um well i know you've been because yeah. you, you know you get to present things to everybody and being a proper journalist <laughs> and all that. um but no I'm, I'm really looking forward to it it's um it's something that's kind of been in the works for a while but uh it was one of those where I, I sort of felt a little bit like we were not intruding as such, but it was like, yeah, let's let's let them get on with what they want to do rather than, you know, worry about two blokes with beards showing up and talking bullshit into a microphone with them. But uh, well, let, let, let's no, be honest. Gonna... I mean, Danny said a while ago to you, I believe, or to Rachel, your partner, that um, that he would be willing to do it. And then with the running yes. and everything, we've we've kind of we've not pushed it. We've not gone. No. I mean, you said and, and and kind of stuck our noses out. And to be fair, we still haven't. In actual fact, this hasn't come from from me or Ben being proactive in any way. It's actually come from Liam contacting us um, on the back mm. of the open letter um, on the blog and sort of saying we could get the podcast sorted and come down. I think it's Wednesday evening we're going to be recording. So I would imagine most of the players will be at home playing on their playstations by then. But um, you know, Danny sleeps there, I understand. I'm, I'm not really sure. I seem to think so. Maybe maybe he'll get us in and get us watching uh, videos of Newport or something like that. Um, <laughs> but it'll be interesting. It'll be nice to have a chat with Liam. Um, any questions that you guys have got, please do tweet us. Uh, I'm not, mm. We're not going to be putting um, heavy criticism to Liam. And it's not because we're sycophantic. It's because the club are in a really good position. So, you know, we, we don't want to go over some of the old ground that's been covered at the fans forums. But we will ask questions that have got validity. So, mm. you know, if you want to know, if, if, if it's criticism about the catering or just mindless criticism, probably not going to ask that. Um, but if it's valid questions um that that we feel are pertinent and will you know be get a decent response let's say um rather we don't want to ask stock questions do we we don't want to be no i mean that's that's not what we're here for you know we're we're here to sort of do the slightly offbeat irrelevant stuff not irrelevant irreverent that's the word i was looking for um yeah we're here to do that you know the, the stuff that 
people want to ask but we've sort of got a bit of a link there so yeah i'm i'm really looking forward to it um it's going to be uh, it's going to be really good fun i know you're going to get the recording right this time because you messed up when we went with alan long didn't you yes i've ordered uh i've to, just today actually i've ordered a couple of more um little lapel mics and i've i've made sure that everything is uh is pretty much yeah sorted okay so um, I didn't, yeah, well, I didn't want that's... to sound offensive there, but <laughs> I mean, it may have come, it may have come across that way. Uh, you know, at the time I said it didn't oh, matter, no, no, but it really did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know it did. It was <laughs> no, one of those. It didn't, where... it didn't, mate. It didn't. I'm only winding you up. Charlie thinks it did. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was. It was just one of those where, like, after the fact, I listened back to it and just went, "Oh shit!" No, it was good. We had a good laugh with Alan, and I think, I think we'll be able to have a little bit of a laugh with Liam. What I'm hoping is that we get to see a chink of his personality because, you know, I know Liam, as you, as you know, um, and when you speak to him in official capacity, he's, you know, he is very, I wouldn't, when I would say, wouldn't say straight, he's professional, um, focused, stock answers, uh, but he's also a very funny man. Um, and, you mm. know, people don't see that side of Liam and it would be nice to get a little glimpse of that and to let people know that he isn't just this corporate monster that wants your money. Um, he's a corporate monster that wants your money who will also have a laugh about it. So, yeah, I mean, that, that was actually, um, that does lead me on to the, the final thing that I wanted to talk about, which was, um, Cowley versus Cowley on Monday night. So, um, Liam was actually a good part of, of Cowley versus Cowley. I think there is, um, I think they've said on Radio Lincolnshire that there may be a, a CBC podcast out now. So not that I'm encouraging you to download other podcasts, but give it a listen because it was actually all right. Um, and they had, uh, yeah, they had Liam and, uh, and Clive doing kind of like a would I lie to you style round where they uh, they said about, uh, I think Clive's stories were, one of them was he, he started following Brentford for a little while after he, he saw some fans in fancy dress on a, train and got they were really drunk so he started talking to them and found out they were Brentford fans so started following Brentford for a while um and then one of Liam's ones was um that he once showed up to a training ground at a former club uh, to find somebody riding a racehorse around the uh, the training ground um which was somewhat bizarre but yeah Liam was uh, he was sort of telling us uh, telling everyone some stories about when he used to be a goalkeeper and his uh, I think his last game that he ever played as a goalkeeper, he conceded eight um, in a in a cup final, and then uh, he was also saying about when he he showed up to a, a game after about four or five pints and didn't expect to be in goal, but the the, uh, the the first keeper or the first choice keeper fell off the bench and cracked his hand. So they said to Liam, "Do you want to join? You know, do you want to do you want to play?" And he, "Yeah, I'll play. It's fine." Um, sort of jumped in goal and uh, and didn't do particularly well in there, but no, it was it was a good night. Um, Cowley versus Cowley. It was uh, I think it's raised um, an awful lot of charity. Uh, there was a I think they said that all of the costs have been covered by the event sponsors. So literally every single penny that that got put through um, went in for um, uh, went towards the charities. So yeah, really good night, really good fun. Um, huge congratulations for to to Lisa for putting that on. Um, it was a good it was a good night last year, and I think this year they uh, probably exceeded it. I think it was it was really good. Um, so it's now uh, it's now one apiece in terms of uh, Danny versus Nikki, and uh, I think Danny seemed a little bit upset by that. So we'll have to see what happens. 
Yeah, I didn't go. Uh, no, I know you, you did get a, you did get a shout out. Excellent, I'm pleased about that. It's a good event, you know yeah. what? The the lady imps um, in their early early days took a little bit of stick, I think, um, for for one reason or another, which was completely unjustified. Um, but they you know they, they represent a, a strong group of people within the Lincoln City fan base. Um, obviously, they were up for an FSF Diversity Award. Uh, last year i believe um and uh, you know they, they've got a lot of drive from within them and they the, the cowley versus cowley is a good event and a lot of the other things that they do is very, are very positive as well um and i think that they are uh, you know they're relatively new on the lincoln landscape in terms of supporters groups certainly when you think things like the supporters uh traveling supporters or whatever from the 60s and that sort of thing um but they said they're here to stay and you know, for me it's positive when i started going to football my mum was terrified that i was going to get beat up as a kid because that's what football was it was a lot of angry men mm. going to football you know if a woman went to the football it, it was it was a rarity um because of the uh, everything that, that went on in the 80s and football has changed uh for better and for worse um some people think sanitized and all that sort of stuff but i don't think that, that groups like the lady imps represent that that new sanitization i think what they actually represent is a very important element of a football club support that we wouldn't have had in the 80s and one of the reasons that we are growing as a football club is that our support is growing into all different areas um you know there are more mm-hmm. children at the games now than there were 20 years ago there are certainly more families you know the family area used to the family stand used to be five families tops and that was in the mid 2000s okay a few used to go in the stands but it it wasn't considered a family day out um mm-hmm. and i know it doesn't appeal to some people in that respect but i think events like cowley versus cowley add to the rich tapestry of the football club add to the experience and the accessibility that we have around our players and around our management and i think groups that are involved in that um deserve applause mm, absolutely and it was um it, it was quite uh it's quite a strange situation because i yeah uh, we were sat down and i, I started uh, i sort of hopped up and had a quick chat with clive um and it was one of those moments where i went to introduce myself and clive went oh i know who you are don't worry about it i was like wait, wait what like h- how and so oh i listened to the podcast with you and gary it's you know and i was like bloody hell when when stuff like that happens it's uh it just shows you how how sort of invested everybody is in everything like it's not just people that are sat in the boardroom that want to you know, make as much money as they possibly can from the club and then get out. It's like, no, people, they, they do care about the club and they do care about what goes on and they, they will listen, you know, they will listen to, to things that people do. And it's, uh, yeah, it was a really good, uh, really good night. Um, so long may the events continue, I think. it's uh, And again, it's all for a good cause as well. Um, so I think... That's probably a good spot to to leave it for this week. Um, is there anything that you want to plug, Gary? No, not really. There you go. Cool. Okay. Fans player scheme. Join um, the fans player scheme. Helgi does a fantastic oh, job. It's on the OS. Yeah, absolutely. On the official site. Yeah, absolutely. I had a, had a good chat with Helgi on uh, on Monday night. Actually, is uh, did you actually yeah, watch Cowley versus Cowley? It sounds like you were just gas bagging all the time. There was there was two fairly large intervals. Mm. Well, there was, sorry, there was a large interval, and then there was also um, there was when we got in, you know, there was enough time to sort of have a bit of a wander around and, and have a chat to people. So, oh. yeah, 
it, I think it's called networking, Gary. Yeah, I don't do that. I, I stay <laughs> up here in my cottage out of the way and connect with people <laughs> on social media. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, um, I think uh, I don't think there's too much else that we need to plug. I'm sure there was something. Um, I think of the FBA's. No, no uh, voting finishes been... Sunday. Crack on. Yeah, please do vote for the Stacey West. I'd forgotten about that. There you go, FBAs. Yeah. Uh, get voting till Sunday, and uh, then I'm sure Gary will uh, will we'll stop bugging you about that one. Um, if I win, and, uh, if, we... I, if I if I say I, if we as a site win the football blogging awards, I will get 100 limited Stacey West badges printed off and send them to 100 random followers of mine on Twitter uh, or who have commented on blogs since it started. So. Um, that should just about cover everybody, I think. But there'll only be a hundred, and I'll have to randomise it, and I don't know how. I, I'll be able to help you out with that one. That yeah. Um, but yeah, you can so- still vote if you go on Twitter. There's a link to vote on Twitter. If you've already voted, maybe your mum, your dad, your cat, your dog, your secret lover that your partner doesn't know about, maybe they haven't voted. Maybe you could get that to happen, Gary. You can't vote for yourself, mate. It's... I have done. Uh, there's also a widget on the site that you can click. I'm told that if you click on your phone and then you go on your desktop or tablet that you can click again. I wouldn't know if that's the truth or not because it sounds decidedly dodgy, but it might be worth a try. Uh, different browsers as well. Oh, dear. I mean, we, we would never, you know, we'd never endorse or condone anything that would be, you know, unscrupulous but the spurs uh, guy's got three hundred thousand followers i've got three thousand that means you lot have got to vote 100 times in this different methods i'm actually expecting you all to be taking out extra contracts phone contracts pay as you go or go and buy everyone go and buy a one 100 pay as you go um mobile sim cards no all, <laughs> all joking aside i appreciate all of the support i know quite a few people have investigated different ways to vote and um it's touching it's nice that we produce content that people value and not, and when I say we, you know, it, it's Ben on the pod, it's Tom, it's Malcolm, it's Roy, it's Kyle who, who write, it's Bob's photos. It's, you know, there's so many people involved and um, the printed fanzine, funnily enough, yeah, I need to plug that as well. That'll be on sale there. Tranmere game, um, another outlet by which, you know, creative people are getting involved and, and helping push the, the Stacey West brand. So it's, um, yeah, it's all good. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so yes, that's going to do us uh, for today. Thank you to everybody that's uh, that's said hello um, over the past week or so, and and I think uh, there's been quite a few that have asked me if I'm feeling any better over the past week as well, which is uh, very nice. The answer is no, um, or maybe a little bit, but hopefully by Monday uh, we will be able to say yes, Lincoln City are League Two champions, and we can have a very relaxed end to the season, I guess. Okay. And then we can, well, we need to sort out some content for the close season, don't we? Yeah, it can just be us yeah. singing songs about being in League One an hour every single week. We just us chanting the Bruno Andrade song, if I ever learn the words. Um, but we can do things <laughs> like We Are Imps and we'll, we'll get some content. If you've got ideas for content that you'd like to hear us bang on about through the summer, let us know. You know, whether it be mm-hmm. we'll discuss players. There's potential I might we might have a chat with Travis Swinburne, see if we can get a couple of former players on to come on and call Steve Tilson a twat. <laughs> I mean it No, I was gonna say it's uh, I'm I'm pretty sure there's not gonna be too many people that would uh, turn that one down. 
there's not too many players from who played for Steve Tilson that I'd want to talk to, to be honest. Well, there is that, yeah. Paul Green, definitely. I'd speak to Green. He was a top lad. Hmm. Anyway, there we go. Right. Um, yeah, that's going to do us. Enjoy Friday. Enjoy Monday. And we'll speak to you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. the 90th minute and all your mates around watching the imps on iFollow. You've got your McNugget share boxes on the go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping, but then you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.